This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A Minnesota-based company that owns community newspapers in 19 states is purchasing a 13-member Montana newspaper group. Adams Publishing CEO Mark Adams said Monday the purchase of Yellowstone newspapers is expected to close on November 1st. The price was not disclosed. Adams Publishing owns more than 120 newspapers and more than 220 media-related and associated digital products. It purchased the group that owns the Bozeman Daily Chronicle and the Belgrade News in Montana in 2017. Yellowstone Newspapers, which started in 1965, includes the Miles City Star, the Livingston Enterprise, the Laurel Outlook, and 10 other papers. It employs more than 100 people. The other Yellowstone newspapers are located in Lewistown, Glendive, Dillon, Hardin, Red Lodge, Big Timber, Columbus, Forsyth, Terry, and Stanford. Mark Adams, the CEO, is the third-generation media person in his family. His grandfather, Cedric Adams, was a longtime newspaper and radio personality in Minneapolis for the Minneapolis Star and WCCO Radio from the 1930s through the 1960s. His father, Stephen Adams, graduated from Stanford Business School in 1962 and owns a company specializing in advertisement and outdoor equipment. A Montana law prohibiting employers from mandating vaccinations went on trial Monday with several medical experts testifying that it interferes with the ability of health care providers to keep patients safe. The trial is the culmination of a year-long case by medical providers and patients seeking to bar the state from enforcing the law against physicians and hospitals in Montana. The law also allows hospitals to ask staff for their vaccination status, but it protects employees who refuse to provide the information. U.S. District Court Judge Donald Beloy ruled earlier this year then blocked the law that allowed all health care facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid reimbursements to require vaccinations. As written, the law has only made exemptions for long-term facilities. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen and Commissioner of Labor and Industries Laura Esau are defending the suit. Deputy Solicitor General Brent Mead from Knudsen's office argued in his opening statement that the vaccine law was designed to ensure that individuals' personal privacy Quote, it's not public health, it's not vaccines, it's whether the state can choose to protect its citizens from discrimination. It passed the GOP majority legislature despite near-unanimous Democratic opposition and was signed into law by Republican Governor Greg Gianforte. The Montana Medical Association, private medical offices, a group of immunocompromised patients, and the Montana Nursing Association are plaintiffs. They say the law is incompatible with federal requirements that ensure protections for Americans with disabilities and from hazards that workers face on the job. According to the attorney for the plaintiffs, Rafe Graybill, The law denies medical providers the most important tool to reduce the risk of vaccine-preventable disease. 
The vaccine law includes a specific exemption for nursing homes and other long care facilities to require vaccines, but doesn't apply that language to other medical providers. Greg Holtzman, Montana's state medical officer from 2015 to 2021, said the provision misunderstands how staff vaccinations fit into the strategy for preventing a communicable disease outbreak. If that accommodation were that, employees simply could wear masks, he said, it doesn't necessarily offset the lack of other protections. With about a half dozen witnesses left to testify, Judge Malloy indicated the trial could wrap up soon. A group of conservation organizations has filed a formal notice of their intent to sue the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for not listing the Arctic grayling as part of the Endangered Species Act. The Center for Biological Diversity, Earth Justice, the Western Watersheds Project, and Butte resident Patrick Monday want to force the agency to make a decision about the imperiled fish. The Arctic grayling only exists in Montana, and the notice of intent to sue is the first step towards a larger lawsuit. The fight to protect the fish is part of a controversy that stretches back nearly 30 years. U.S. Forest Service determined in 1994 that the fish warrant listing in 2014, after years of study and promises to lift the species, the Forest Service reversed its position and denied protection, arguing the fish could adapt to increasingly warm temperatures. In 2014, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that not listing the fish was arbitrary and sent the decision back to the Wildlife Service. The service had argued that the grayling population was increasing. However, the appeals court said the decision was not supported by evidence and that the agency had failed to consider the impact of climate change. This year's general rifle season opener in the Augusta area was met with wet, snowy, foggy, and windy conditions, leading to below-average hunter participation and harvest success. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks say 164 hunters passed through the Augusta Check Station over the two-day opening weekend, down 28% from the 10-year average. Harvest success was also low, with only 28 big animals checked. That's down 36% from the 10-year average. The general deer and elk season runs through November 27th. The check station, operated by FWP on Main Street in Augusta, is the only biological check station in Region 4. Hunters are reminded they must stop at any check stations they pass while hunting, whether or not they have harvested any game. It has been a busy last two weeks for conflicts involving grizzly bears in southwest Montana. On October 14th, two hunters were walking along Eldridge Trail south of Taylor Creek in the Madison Range. They heard brush breaking and saw a grizzly bear charging at them. Both hunters fired multiple handgun rounds at the bear. It left, however, without any signs of injury. The hunters were not injured. The bear's charge was likely the result of a surprise defensive encounter because of wind direction, the bear's proximity to hunters, and because the female bear was accompanied by two cubs. 
The next day, FWP staff flew over the area and did not find any injured bear. During a ground search, FWP and Forest Service law enforcement found bear tracks and handgun casings, but did not find blood, hair, or other evidence that the A female grizzly bear and two cubs were recently captured and relocated from Gardner. On the morning of October 17th, bears were reported feeding at apple trees near a school bus stop near Gardner High School. That prevented students from boarding the bus. As a preventive measure, FWP trapped three bears that evening. They were in good helps, no evidence that they had gained access to unsecured garbage. They fitted the sow with a GPS collar and relocated all the bears to a site previously approved by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Meanwhile, an adult grizzly bear, female, was euthanized on October 21st after several conflicts with people in the Big Sky area. FWP was notified and trapped the bears on property. The 25-year-old sow was found to have poor body condition with low-fat reserves and heavily worn teeth. After consulting with the Fish Wildlife Service, FWP euthanized the sow due to human safety concerns, the bear's poor health, habituated behavior, and aggressive response to hazing. On October 23rd, an FWP game warden responded to a report of an older male grizzly that was struck by a vehicle and killed on US-191 near West Yellowstone. That bear was a 29-year-old male that had been collared twice as part of research projects. He was wearing a collar from Idaho when he was struck on the highway. Montana FWP officials remind the public that Montana is bear country. Grizzly bear populations continue to become denser and more widespread in Montana, leading and increasing the likelihood that people will encounter them in more places each year. Unsecured attractants, such as fruit trees, garbage, and bird feeders, can lead to human safety risks and property damage. Avoiding conflicts with bears is easier than dealing with the conflicts. Here are some precautions from FWP. Remove fruit in and around trees. Keep garbage, bird feeders, pet food, and other attractants put away in a secure building. Keep garbage in a secure building until the day it is collected. Certified bear-resistant garbage containers are available in many areas. Never feed wildlife. Bears that become food conditioned lose their natural foraging behavior and pose a threat to human safety. It is illegal to feed bears in Montana. And finally, carry bear spray and be prepared to use it immediately. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 49 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 27 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, 
ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.